Tune in to the Neil Prendeville Show weekdays from 9 a.m. on Cork's Red FM. Actually, Paddy Power are paying out on a white Christmas, even though it's not going to be delivered. They do those kind of gimmicky things from time to time. So bookies pay out on a white Christmas to bring festive cheer. If you had a bet with Paddy Powers uh, on whether or not there would be a white Christmas and there's not, and you were thinking that there might be, they're going to pay you anyway. Uh, very, very sad front page of making many of the papers this morning. We have another Irish murder, suicide horror, unfortunately. And this one is from Letterkenny in County Donegal. A dad and son. Uh, and a don't mean to upset anybody this hour of the morning, but they're saying that uh, this son killed his dad before taking his own life. Um, and Gardy believed that Damien Duffy, the age of 50, smothered his dad, 88-year-old Daniel, at home with a pillow and then uh, went to his own car and died by, they say, carbon monoxide poisoning. Very, very sad. The struggles they must have been going through. I have no idea what was going on in their lives, but it's tragically, tragically sad at any time of the year and in any circumstances. But you have COVID, of course, for the last couple of years and indeed Christmas. Um, and it's very sad. Uh, Michal Martin makes many of the papers. You heard him there in the news there with Jamie a few minutes ago. He's on Lee's side yesterday. They've nearly two million people boosted with the vaccine now. Um, and they're on, I suppose, on, well, at this stage, it's like half the adult population. And they're on course to drive on with it. But the upside, of course, is that Omicron is way less severe, 70% less severe than Delta. And we need to accentuate that positive. Now, while it is ripping through faster than, say, Delta, because it's much more contagious, if you like, the actual effects on it, whether it comes to hospital and ICU, well, the ICU numbers keep falling. Um, so let's grab on to that and hold on to that in spite of the fact that they give us uh, daily numbers that are quite high. It can be it jumps around six and seven thousand per day. But uh, Tony Hoolan isn't taking his foot off the gas. He's saying keep your contacts low for the new year as well. But the boost is, the, the, I suppose, the Christmas present for many people and the boost for Christmas is the booster itself. And also that Omicron, while it spreads faster, uh, it's not resulting in people going into hospital. Any kind of numbers like previous or indeed into ICU or deaths. So the papers also then say, you know, well, what's the story with this 8 o'clock closing? And I think Michael O'Donovan, um, he's got his own pub, the Castle Inn on South Main Street, hits the nail on the head really for many people with the 8 o'clock closure. Like, what's the difference between 8 o'clock and say 10 o'clock or 8 o'clock and 11? Well, one of the downsides to closing at 8 o'clock is you're driving people into uncontrolled environments of drinking, whereas inside in a pub it's very much uh, controlled. We had some court reports actually. One is quite interesting. A fellow who um, was up before the courts yesterday, a 39-year-old Alan Coffey, he was recently convicted in his absence at Cork District Court because he failed to show up for a case against him, but now he's been given a four-month jail term suspended on condition that he uh, keeps the peace for two years but apparently he was stopped by a guard um, and uh, the guard found a very sharp knife on his person. He claimed that it was for chopping potatoes um, earlier in the day and that somebody had called to his door and he put it in his pocket and he forgot all about it. He said he had a knife when he was cooking dinner that day and didn't realise that it was in his pocket. Uh, And that, of course, uh, made uh, the court reports this morning uh, because uh, he was before Judge Olin Kelleher who gave him uh, a suspended sentence. Uh, The papers also talk of other issues on Leaside where people are actually, actually preparing dinner for other people 
example and that of course is Penny Dinners and hats off and uh, take a bow to the River Lee Hotel because year in year out just like others and it, it's I suppose unfortunate that I just single out the River Lee Hotel when so many others actually give but I do want to mention them this morning because they will be supplying all of the Christmas dinners as they do every year to everyone who avails of Penny Dinner services over the Christmas period because people can't go into Penny Dinners for a big slap up obviously so the dinners and the food uh, and the meals will be served from the Riverly Hotel. So well done to them. It's a front pager. Um, unfortunately, the downside is we don't want to see people going without at Christmas time, but inevitably people do. So therefore, the Echo's front page this morning is actually an uplifting one. Christmas dinner for all, as they say. And of course, another uplifting story year in, year out on Side are the share boys and girls and they make the front page in their yellow jackets it's just lovely to see them um, all over the city again yesterday now inside in town um, and I uh, know oh, for me I have to think an awful lot more about it because you know because of cards and tapping and stuff like that you tend to have less cash um, and yet you know you tend to keep less keep change because you're tapping everything you know like from a what was it me yesterday a bag of ice for two euro tap it to something for forty nine ninety nine. tap it so it's important to try and keep a bit of change. Um, and maybe if you won the lottery, you'd have a chunk of change. But what is it? I thought they were going to do something about this. It rolls on yet again with no winner at 19 million. And it remains unclaimed. So on and on it goes. One sad story, though, is Charlie Bird, of course, because he makes many of the papers this morning opening up about exactly how he's feeling. And he says in an interview to all of the Red Tops today that he's living now for each day because he won't see the end of next year, he believes. And he says he finds that very sad. He says, I cry a lot. He says, I know I'm dying. Uh, How long I'll be around, I don't know. He says, I hate it. I'm scared of dying. We all die, he says. But I know my final days are coming because of uh, motor neuron disease. And he says, Christmas songs on the radio, he says, I find particularly upsetting. And I cry when I hear them because I will never hear another one again after this year. I think that's absolutely heartbreaking, isn't it? While others are out and about, of course, shopping and spending time with families and expecting many more years of Christmas, Charlie doesn't. But the last-minute Christmas shoppers were on Side yesterday. They were saying that yesterday was the busiest shopping day. People swamped. But one of the downsides to it, according to the Mirror, is it led to uh, trolley rage in supermarkets. I don't know how true this it is, is, but they're saying in the Mirror that the trolley rage and the fighting and the screaming and the pulling was all to do with Brussels sprouts. No! I mean, surely not. I mean, you might say it might have to do with tins of biscuits or desserts or maybe a turkey shortage or something like that. But Brussels sprouts? <laughs> like, was there a sprout fight? <laughs> Papers also tell us in the mail today that it's much better that you should give presents than to receive them. And it's true. It gives you a great feeling. It's lovely to give presents. It's lovely to get presents, but to give them is wonderful, particularly watching the reaction of the person you've chosen the present for. But apparently it's very good for your heart. So bear that in mind. If you give a lot this year and get very little, you'll actually be an awful lot healthier because of it as a consequence. And I was telling you during the week that it will take you 12 hours to walk off the big dinner. So bear that in mind. Although they're saying that we'll put on at least half a stone. I think I've put it on already. I really do. I mean, I weigh myself from time to time. And what no, normally would have been coming in about 72 kilo-ish. This morning was 74.5. Now, I have no idea. It's probably water retention, is it? I hope to God it is. More like chocolate retention. Or as the case was yesterday, profiterole retention. But the papers also say that don't worry, boys and girls. I know it's Christmas Eve and Santa Claus is coming to town. He'll have no problem 
getting into the sleigh a little later on and travelling to all of the boys and girls all over the world. COVID doesn't get in the way of Santa Claus. You know why? Because he's got Santa bodies. Santa bodies to keep him safe. He's a mighty man, isn't he? And there's just one or two other ones that I love. You're thinking about an electric car in the new year. Well, not go. For, why not go for it? It's your own business. But one fella had one uh, for many years, since well, since 2013. His Tesla motor car over in Finland, apparently. And it's a story that makes the Times UK today. He went in because it wasn't running very well. And they said, I suppose the mechanic said, as mechanics do, Jesus, that's bad. Jesus, that's going to cost a fortune to put right. And they said to him, I'm not going to do a Finnish accent, but they said to him, they said, the battery cell is shot to bits. This is going to cost 16,000 euro to put it right. Actually, it might have even been 16,000 pounds for his uh, eight-year-old Tesla car. So he took it to a quarry. He um, loaded it up with dynamite (laughs) and he blew it up. And then this other one, she was caught on camera, apparently, keying a car. Some car, um, well, actually, it was a Tesla car, an electric Tesla car. It was parked too close to her own car. So she decides that she, Anne Valente, returns to her car in a car park to find the Tesla parked too close to her Nissan Juke. So the 57-year-old is so annoyed, she gets out her own set of keys and she keys the side of the Tesla. <coughs> Feels an awful lot better after it, I suppose. Gets her into her car and drives off. But what she failed to realise was that the Tesla motor car was actually in a very special monitoring mode. It was in a continuous monitoring mode, as apparently Teslas can be. And that means they have cameras all over the body that pick up every single action anywhere near it. So there she is in the papers captured by the motor car, her reg is captured, her face, the king is captured, captured, and also the four-inch scratch. She was before the courts this week, got a six-month conditional discharge by the magistrates and ordered to pay compensation of over a grand and uh, court costs. All because she picked the wrong car. The Neil Prenderville Show. Morning all, lines are open, our phone lines are open on 0818-104-106 and you can text and WhatsApp 0868-104-106. We'll do lots of Christmas songs, Christmas dedications, have a lot of fun across the morning, so do get involved, particularly if you're at home and you want to send greetings to loved ones. But I have to share this story for you because it's one that uh, Emer's been uh, working on over the past few days. First of all, we thought it was just one or two brides and then we came across four or maybe five brides and it could well be a lot more than that. In fact, uh, one or two of our callers are saying they know of at least 10 to 12 different brides who have all been hit by a florist who didn't deliver flowers. And while I was reading the the notes on this, you're talking about substantial amounts of money when it comes to flowers for a wedding. You could be talking north of a thousand euro and more besides. But to get the backstory to it, let me talk with a few brides, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, I know that Evelina is standing by, but first up, Steph, good morning. Hi, Neil. Good morning. And actually, you thought that there might have only been you or maybe another one like you, but it was only when you started sharing on Facebook you realised that there were many others involved in the same floral company, Ruth's Floral Decor. What can you tell us? Yeah, so um, basically she was a no-show on my wedding day, so um, I'd paid her in full, and the sum of €600. Euro, um, she requested full payment three months, uh, three weeks in advance, which is quite unlikely for wedding vendors. Most take a deposit and then you pay them in full on the day. And I have to ask you, why did you choose Ruth's Floral Decor then? 
Um, she was actually recommended to me because she did do a friend of mine's wedding in December 2020 and she did show up. Right. And it's only afterwards we got talking, like she realised that she was missing a few items on the day, but she had a quite small package. It was mid-lockdown, 25 people. She'd only paid her the sum of 250 euros. Okay, so she was so missing a few things on the day, but it was nothing. All right. You know, so you're no saying that on the morning of your wedding... No flowers. Yeah. All right. And what she flowers did you what flowers had you booked? So it was um my bouquet and the groomsman's buttonholes, but she's also a decorator. So I had booked her to do all my ceremony decorations. Would that be usually be done on the morning, that. would it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So she was supposed to come at ten AM to deliver all the fresh flowers to the house and then she was supposed to head on to Fosha to decorate the venue. And she just didn't show up okay. at all. Wouldn't okay. answer the phone, nothing. Okay. And then you were calling. You had to, did you have to scramble and get... Um, was it Middleton Florist helped you out at the last um, minute? It was like, yeah, Ina McCarthy Flowers in Middleton were brilliant. Uh, Fosha was in contact with them. They explained what happened and um, they were fabulous. They Very upset? To pull together. Oh yeah, I was so upset. Like I was getting my hair done. I was just crying because I just had a room in a hotel, you know, like she was supposed to provide a floral arch, you know, all the welcome signs cherry blossoms or like do, you know the aisle and the pew I know and there you are with the four yeah. walls nothing done yeah. so you took then to um, to Facebook was it um, clearly you tried to contact yeah. her to no avail was it yeah, well, well, I've been in contact back and forth with her for three months now, trying to get my money back, and she's just excuse after excuse after excuse, and I then realised, I was like, I'm not getting my money back, she doesn't have it, and she openly admitted to spending it over the phone to me, I said, you don't have the money, it's 600 euro, five times you've told me you've transferred it and you haven't. So then I went on to Google and left a review, because I went on, she'd only one five-star review, so obviously I thought I was by myself, but I was like, I'm, I'm letting people know of my experience. So I put a one-star review and just said, everyone stay here. You know, she doesn't show up on your wedding day and I have to take up small claims to try to get my money back. And then I saw there was another bride who had left a comment only a week ago. So I actually found her on Facebook and I messaged her and I just said, hi, you know, I, I was really, I was let down by Ruth's Flora Decor. She has my money. I'm just wondering what your experience is. And she just explained that um, hers was a disaster from start to finish as well. She did show up on her wedding day, but missing half the stuff, no fresh flowers. And then she just uses the pity card, this girl, Ruth, um, you know, uses, tries and says, you know, she's got mental health issues, says she's being abused. Says well, we, you know something, we, we would need to be very cognizant of, cognizant of that because uh, yeah. when, when we contacted her, she was uh, very emotional and she said she was having a lot of issues and she asked us, please, this is some time back, please, um, you know, don't, don't, you know, don't bring it up on the air, etc., etc., and that she would she would sort the bride that we got onto her about. She said, I'll sort the full amount owed to her and we do it ASA. She said she'd do it straight away. Now, sadly, that never happened. We told the bride to contact us if she had any further problems. We heard nothing more and then we heard that she didn't get the money back and then we started hearing of other brides started to contact us with the very same issues and the lads rang Ruth yesterday twice and left voicemails. She didn't respond. It's, it's a foreign ringtone. But I would be cognizant of the fact that she may well be going through emotional issues and let's you know, let's 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 bear that in mind, shall we? Uh, you know, but I want to make people aware that it's probably best not to book with uh, that floral company, certainly for the moment. You know, because there is a very good chance that you won't get your money. Like Sandra got in touch to say that she gave um, a six hundred euro deposit 
uh, and then followed up by um, giving the remaining 1,000 euro. So that's 1,600 euro. Um, and um, no, and and just, you know, it's, it's gone. You know, the money's gone. Were you aware of that story? Me, myself, um, no, I, I was made aware of it yesterday. Okay. I have now 10 brides whose money she has. 10, you're saying? Yeah. Um, so um, I know we need to be active of, you know, what she's saying, but she's used so many different excuses at this point. It's very difficult to try have, you know. Well, I know that, but I, I'm not say, defending yeah. her in any way, shape or form. Yeah. I, I just want to be cognizant that, you know, there could. Like, why, why else would this be happening? You know, I, like, yeah, the, I think she's left the country now and has taken everyone's money. Uh, she had a wedding booked for Monday and has. Uh, gone off with over a thousand sure belong to them as well and text them saying she's not showing up so uh, I'm not really sure um, how anyone's going to get their money back really I have filed a small claims but apparently now she's told everyone to do that because she knows that they won't prosecute her nothing will happen and I don't even know will they be able to retrieve the money from her if she has left the country. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just to warn any future brides because, you know, at least some have gotten a few days warning, you know, especially for the wedding on Monday. Do you think that there I, could be people expecting flowers now over the Christmas or the new, early in the New Year? I, I really hope not. I know of one wedding booked for New Year's, but um, she, she copped on that she was being scammed. Um, and then one booked for two weeks ago, which, you know, she didn't show up for either. So it's just, She's ruthless, like, you know, it's non-stop, it seems. You know, she is then texting people and telling them it's not true what's online. And, you know, so she is still trying to con people out of paying deposits and, you know, keeping their money. Okay, hold on there, if you will. Uh, Elvina, good morning. Evelina, I should say, morning. Evelina, yes. My apologies. Um, You paid just under €1,000, and three hours before your wedding, you realised that um, she wasn't coming. How did you find out? Well, that's... Yes, uh, I was actually trying to ring her that morning because the uh, pastor from our church, church just let Sorry, us it's know not a great phone line. You're not on a speakerphone, are you? I am on speaker. Want me to get off the speaker? Yeah, and the line's breaking up, so just have a little walk around there, see if we can improve it. <laughs> right. So what happened that morning was that uh, I just got in touch with the pastor that morning and he's saying that there is no uh, church decor done and it's supposed to be happening at half half nine or something like that. And I would actually get my uh, makeup done and my hair done at that time. And I was trying to ring her because she was already late delivering my bouquet and bridesmaid's bouquet. And uh, I actually uh, started to pastor her with phone calls and she didn't answer. And all of a sudden I'm getting a message apparently from her mother saying... No, you need to move around again, Evelina. You get, you're, no. yeah, you're breaking <laughs> up, yeah. I'll find them upstairs, maybe that help. Uh, so what happened was um, that um, that morning was that uh, I'm getting a message three hours before the wedding uh, starts that uh, she's not coming. And apparently her mom is sending that message to me in, on her behalf that she's in the hospital and something terrible has happened. And... Um, and it's just, just excuse. Uh, I have compared those excuses are very similar to all other women who have booked, booked her for November, for uh, for November ex- exactly. There was a similar excuses. The messages have been kind of they were not copy paste, but they were the same things. You know, I don't believe you that were given a you were given a a, a message by uh, her mother through Ruth's yes. Flower Decor's Facebook page. Oh. 
um, saying that... I got the same Through her phone, through her phone. You, okay, it saying that... Through her phone. Yeah. So, yeah, on, on, on Ruth's phone. Yeah, her mother using Ruth's phone. Yeah. Um, saying that you would get a, a full refund of the 910 yeah. euro and she would provide a doctor's and hospital cert as well. Um, I'm yeah. very sorry that she has let you down as a bride on a wedding day. I hope you'll be understanding. But you've not got the 910 back or nothing. No, no, I didn't. She will call you after a couple of days. None of that happens. Yeah, okay. No, none of that happens. She kind of communicates with us and she apologizes a lot and she says she would sort this out. And she's sending all of us to small claims court which uh, she finds probably very comfortable because she can pay very little in a, a long space of time, you know. And uh, I still have no money, you know, and I had to pay a different florist that actually stepped in on a day uh, to do the, uh, the decor for the church and the bouquets within one hour, you know. It was a horrible experience. I was near crying, just had my makeup done, and I, I was speechless. I couldn't speak. I was so stressed going you know, to church and that all this has happened on the day of my wedding. Yeah, yeah. You know? And this isn't always just fle- fresh flowers. You would think it would be easier to provide artificial flowers. They don't They don't turn up either, according to another post here from Ruth. And then, yeah. um, uh, this is not Ruth as in, you know, Ruth's floral decor, but somebody called Ruth who was caught by Ruth's floral decor. And you said, Steph, that the, this is actually a process of ghosting brides. Ghosting. Yeah. Because she just essentially, she's very, communi- you know, she communicates all the way up until your wedding day. You know, I had planned, you know, I designed my candles with her, like my unity arrangement. You know, there's a lot of back and forth. And like, she, she seems lovely, legit. I spoke with her on the phone. Um, very nice. You know, it's how she catches you. She's mutton dressed as lamb is how I see it. And then on your wedding day, just absolutely nothing. Just does not show up. And you'll get the same generic text with some sort of excuse she's used, you know, hospital injuries, this and that. So, um, you know, some she has given a day's notice or a couple of days, but a lot of us, um, she just doesn't show up. So okay. I, I believe she doesn't have half the stuff that she advertises because I've yet to find a bride where she actually provided the cherry blossoms. Um, even on the day, you know, when we got the text, like all my family was scrambling around to help and like we're trying to ring her to say like, we'll pick up the stuff from you if you have problems. You know, we'll pick up the flowers, we'll pick up the arch, but you know, there was no response. I hear you. I don't believe she she has half the stuff. You see, isn't that very much the worry about online and uh, doing business online as opposed to bricks and mortar? Every one of the girls um, had their situations solved and rescued by bricks and mortar shops, didn't they? Yeah. That's the exactly. thing, because they're there, they've been there a long time. People come and go online and you never really know the pedigree of who you're dealing with. So this is very much a warning to anybody that might have a booking um, and a planned wedding, say, early in the new year, uh, to scramble now because there's a very good chance that if you booked with um, Ruth's floral decor, that she's not going to show. Yeah, exactly. And if I can save any future brides from the trauma of having their mor- the morning of their wedding, you know, not ruined, but it obviously it, it's very upsetting and stressful. You want to enjoy your morning. So if we can just, you know, warn other brides, just stay away from her. And if you do have her booked, you know, start proceedings to try and get your money back. I hear um, you. Let, well, yeah. good luck with that. Um, yeah. Well, can, can I just ask, Steph, you say you know 10 brides and Evelina, yeah. you say you know six Yes. Are they the same brides or is it like at least 16? 
Nowhere in a Facebook group together from my post on Help I'm Getting Married Ireland on Facebook yesterday. Um, there was tons of comments and I created um, a Facebook uh, group and we're all um, in the group now just sending the screenshots on all our evidence and proof and I'm going to be um, submitting um, a complaint to the Gardaí well, on behalf um, of everyone. Uh, okay, and uh, this is of course a car company we're talking about out of Middleton. So beware lads. You know, be very, very much aware that if you have a booking, um, it may not happen. Chances are it won't happen. And you might want to come up with an alternative plan. Will you keep in touch with me, Steph and Evelina, and let me know if you have any updates? And we can do likewise. As I say, we rang twice yesterday, left voicemail, got no response. And the ringtone seems to be overseas. Yeah, we believe she left the country. Okay. So I'm not, okay. I'm not really sure what's happening. She has told another bride whose wedding she's due on Monday that she was on holidays in Spain. And she can't do her wedding. Um, so I'm not sure has she gone home I don't know what country she's from originally um, but yeah I'm not sure if she tried to escape all the drama okay, that has been okay. told could well be the case who knows mm-hmm. listen thank you both for coming on let people be aware Ruth's Floral Decor yeah. you could run into trouble if you have a wedding booking or any kind of an event it doesn't necessarily have to be a wedding but in spite of all that happy Christmas Eve to both of you and happy Christmas and all the same you know Okay, thank you. Thank you. Cheers for now. Take care, Steph. Take care, Evelina. Back after the break. Text 0868104106. I just want you to be aware because I don't want any more upset. You know, it's already at least over a dozen, perhaps more. God knows, probably many, many more than a dozen. This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Tweet the show at Neil Red FM. 104 to 106 Red FM. Yes, indeed. And the emails continue to come in regarding Ruth's floral decor. Another one here from Kathy ordering a wedding bouquet. Five of her bridesmaids' bouquets, the unity candle arrangement, the fiance's flowers uh, for a suit paid over nine, well, almost 900 euro. Um, needed them for mid November. The wedding was up in Galway and the whole thing just came off the track. So I might get an opportunity to read that email in full a little later on but when you check the business reports as you can do online with regards to companies registered uh, Ruth's Floral Decor comes up as uh, ceased current status ceased trading uh, so it ain't no more so I know that comes as sad news for anybody who has um, maybe uh, given money or is looking for money back but uh, if the company's gone uh, that'll prove even harder won't it anyway text 0868 106 I know it's short notice but would you please miss, wish my wife Marjo a happy fourth wedding anniversary today I love Marjo and Aaron with all my heart thank you Neil so much for everything you've done Merry Christmas to the Lane family yes indeed I know that family very well and it's great to hear that you're happy here in Ireland and that everybody's together happy and well and my son Daniel Moynihan from Blackrock is uh, happy celebrating a happy ninth birthday on Christmas Day. He's a big fan of Neil, so happy Christmas to you all at Red, and thanks for the many great shows throughout the year from his mom, Helen. So happy birthday for Daniel Moynihan for tomorrow, and Leah Kinsella, who's 11 today, from mom, dad, Ryan, Chase, and Bob. And one final one to our loyal and regular listener and caller, David McGrath, who's 70 today. David says he never thought he'd see 70, but he has nonetheless, and congratulations for that. Somebody's looking, not for a PS5, but for a PS4. I thought that there would be PS4s around. I know there's problems with the PS5s. So if anybody knows where you might get one at short notice, please get in touch. We um, we found the Christmas goose yesterday uh, for for Rob. Um, I'm assuming that he picked it up. In fairness to Tim Mulcahy and everybody at the market, they came up trumps yesterday afternoon and there was one goose available and we snaffled it for Rob's Christmas dinner. So that's another job well done. But you know how we always send special requests from people at home and overseas? I got the loveliest email yesterday um, from my own sister 
Alistair, who says, I've been listening, this is from Australia. She says, I've been listening to uh, all the overseas requests and I decided to send my own very special request because you never get a special hello from your family overseas. My sister says to me, so she says, here goes. So she says, hello to my wonderful brother, Neil, to Paula, to Luke and Cathy. We're listening in New South Wales and we should be with you all this year. But COVID got in the way of our plans. We miss you all. Please play a Christmas song for us here to make us happier and signify Christmas um, as it does every year. Uh, love to da. See you next year. Uh, we love you very much. Hi to Eileen, to Martin and darling Gus. And finally, uh, to all of the Zebos in Ballantemple, listening live here on our holidays in beautiful Nelson's Bay, New South Wales. But we'd rather be at home in Ireland with you guys. See you all in 2022. Love from Barbara, Steve and Louise. So that's my own family's request, which is lovely. They're on holidays and enjoying the sunshine. They sent me some photographs as well of swimming in a pool and uh, frolicking on the sand and what have you. So happy Christmas to you all. That's the first time anybody's done a season's greetings for me overseas. So I love it and thank you for it. Here's a Christmas tune to brighten your day. The great Nat King Cole and the Christmas song. Text 0868104106. A lot of the lovely nostalgic story for you after the break. Neil's got a new number. Call him now on 0818104106. I'm hearing also the chair have credit card machines on the street. Uh, Seamus tells me that you saw a few of the students with them yesterday. So you can tap and go with the chair boys and girls as well. It's not just cash. Oh, listen, it's also a free food Friday today because in spite of everything else, it is Friday. Maybe Christmas Eve, but it's a free food Friday as well for Oak Farm Pizza. So if you're working, those of us that are, text who you are and where you are to 0868 104 106. And we'll do some shout outs across the morning. And somebody will win Free Food Friday pizza from Oak Farm Pizza. And you can have it in the new year. Just bank it for the new year. But if you are getting pizza over the weekend or in the coming holiday season, then Oak Farm Pizza are at Clonakilty, Bandon, Princess Street, Gillaby Street and Douglas Village. So text who you are and where you are to 086-8104-106. It'll feed 15 of you. We're talking about the ginormous pizzas with the garlic breads, the potatoes, the dips, the drinks, the desserts and everything that goes with it. So get texting on that. But we need to rewind the clock, I think, I believe 24 years ago. Lovely story from Eileen. Eileen, good morning. Good morning. So 24 years ago, you and uh, your sister um, left America and moved to Ireland for what would have been 12 months. Uh, yeah, well, it was supposed to be for 12 months. Pick up on it the was, story. Yes. Um, we had first come to Ireland in 1992 and fell in love with it. So uh, for five years, we saved and um, uh, planned to spend a whole year here. Um, we were on a very tight budget. Um and so at Christmas, it was 1997, um, we listen to you every morning because we, they don't have talk radio in America like they do in Ireland. We, it was just fascinating to us. So we listened to you. And then you had a... a what, just what part of America did you come from? We're both from Colorado. Oh, what a beautiful state. Yeah. Oh, lovely part of the world. So you came to another beautiful part of the world, Ireland, we, fell in love with it. So pick it up. So you're listening away. You're living in Cork, is it? Yes. Yeah. And and it was uh, the holiday time, and you had a contest for um, the person, people, who, who could um, deserve a Christmas hamper uh, if they could show why they deserved it. So my sister 
heard it and she said, we've got to do this. Um, <laughs> I wasn't real enthusiastic. Um, but so we called and um, we told our story. You had to give three reasons why you deserved it. What hardships you had endured that <laughs> oh, year. Oh, God, that was a real tough taskmaster. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, after we finished our sob story, you said... <laughs> At the, it was supposed to be a draw at the end of the end, end of the week, and um, you said, "No question, you you ladies deserve it right now." So we got the hamper. You got was, you got to tell me on what basis I gave you the hamper, though. What happened to you? Well, first the first thing was um, we had we had arrived in um, Ireland, and we didn't know where we were going to stay. And we we bought an old, um, well, that was a 10-year-old Opal station wagon um, and had, we found a, a, a house to rent near Clonakilty, but they were going to paint it. So we took the weekend to go to the Galway uh, Festival. Right. And when we arrived in Galway, it was a pouring rain and I had left my big suitcase visible, stupidly, for, on my part in the back of the station wagon and um, I got up the next morning and my suitcase, the window was broken, the side window, and my suitcase was gone with all my clothes, all my jewelry, oh, all my no. medications oh, for no. a year. Oh, no. um, <laughs> so then we, we You were got, completely cleaned out on your first weekend in Ireland. Oh, God. I was, yes. Oh, my God. sister had the the... My sister brought her suitcase in. I was just too lazy to haul it up to the B&B. So anyway, we um, we put plastic and duct tape on the window and drove to Clonakilty. And just on the outskirts of Clonakilty, the car broke down. And um, we... Uh, uh, we were... After the, after the robbery, we, we were just... Devastated. It was like we'd only been in Ireland for a month, and here we were. So then, uh, good things happened after that. People were so helpful. They they helped us get the car fixed and get it to the garage. What and was in the we, hamper? Oh, everything. I mean, wine. We we needed the wine, <laughs> <laughs> wine and cookies and uh, Christmas pudding. It was it was wonderful. It was. And we were on a very tight budget because we had saved and um, we, you know, it was, it was wonderful. Thank you so much for sending the photograph from 24 years ago. You were in front of a blazing fire with a hamper. Is that you or your sister? My sister, Kathleen. That's Kathleen. And did you stay on then in Ireland after the 12 months? No, we, we both went back to America and back to our jobs, but um, we came back every year and in 2000, um, the farmer and the family that, that we rented our place from uh, sold us three acres of land. Wow. So we had, we worked in America for 12 more years and hoped to build on that land when we, when we came back. And did you but, do that? No, things didn't work out. We, we, um, we found out in 2011 that in order to get planning permission for a foreigner, you would have to stay in the area for seven years before you could even apply for it. Oh, bummer. So 
um, I stayed to um, establish residency. And then my sister got sick and um, it just, the dream was gone. It was, you know, I couldn't afford to build a, a place by myself. We yeah. were going to yeah. build it and share it. So. Yeah. And how is Kathleen now? No, she she died in oh. 2016. Isn't that so sad, Eileen? It was. And with she, names she's like, the yeah. one that loved Ireland so And there much. she is with the beautiful hamper, looking at her here, big smiley face, no <laughs> longer with us. And like with names like Eileen and Kathleen, there must be some Irish in you, is there? 100%. Um, that's why we originally came, Kathleen was doing the genealogy and... Um, uh, we we just had heard stories all our lives about, you know, our family. And yeah, yeah. Oh, so sad you lost yourself. Where are you now? I'm in uh, West Cork, so Jurist. Yeah, so you did settle here then? I Yes, I came in 2011, and yeah. that's when we found out we, you know, we probably would never get planning permission. So I stayed for four years in the Harborview area near Kilbritton, and then... After Kathleen got sick, I, I you know, I, I, it was just kind of bittersweet to w- walk by that land and know we could never live on it. I know. So yeah. I just um, looked for some place else. I needed a change, so I, I moved to Duras. What a beautiful part of the world you live in. That's a, and oh, that's, that story oh. of you know the the hamper and you coming. That's a lifetime ago, isn't it? It's hard to believe it was it so really long is. ago. I'm so glad you got in touch because it's lovely to catch up after all of these years, like nearly a, nearly a quarter of a century since we did that. Yes. It's amazing. Yes. So happy Christmas to you. What's the plan? Well, happy Christmas to you. Yeah, what are you well, going we to were, do? Well, we were going to Belfast, but had to cancel that because of COVID. So um, I, my partner and I are just going to stay home and have turkey. Oh, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> well, I'm delighted to catch up with you all these years later. And regards I am too. To and thanks <clears throat> so much for listening. It's just a pleasure to chat again after all these years. It is. Thank you. Okay. Well, happy Christmas to you, Eileen. Happy Christmas, Neil. All the Bye-bye. best. Bye. For many people, that's the one. Shane McGowan, the Pope's. And Kirsty McCall with Fairy Tale of New York. For those of you at home and overseas, back after 10, text 0868104106. I'm Rory. And I'm Valerie. And you can join us for the very best in local, national, and international sport every weekend on the Big Red Bench. That's the Big Red Bench every Saturday and Sunday from 6 on Cork's Red FM. 104 to 106 Red FM This is the Neil Frienderville Show Happy Christmas and Happy Christmas Eve to you all Our fifth and final giveaway this morning for the English market They're up to 90 inside I was in the English market yesterday and everybody was rocking So we have a 350 euro voucher The fifth one to give away this morning Courtesy of ourselves So it's your last opportunity to get in there this side of Christmas So if you want to win the voucher Around about a quarter to midday We'll open the phone lines for the longest ho 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 Two short ones and a long one, as the fellow says. And whoever can hold their hoe the longest wins the 350 euro voucher. And that's a little later on this morning when we open the phone lines. It's a free food Friday as well for Oak Fire Pizza. So text who you are and where you are to 0868104106 for those of us that are working today. And then we'll do a draw for the pizza also just before midday. Oh, also, we'll be going live to the North Pole. 
a little later on this morning to talk to Santa Claus, the man himself. So hang in there for that if you want to hear how Santi's doing with the last minute preparations. A lot of texts from yesterday, I have to say. Um, and we were talking about the state of the city centre and also the carry on in town at night and Gardaí patrolling the aisles of supermarkets. So a lot of texts on that. Guards patrol all shopping centres for the Christmas season. I'm in security. I know. Uh, they are there to control traffic in case there's trouble and they give a helping hand where needed. Mind you, somebody else says on Monday, I saw five Garda full uniform in Blackpool walking around telling people to fix their masks. Five of them. Somebody else wonders, oh my God, Garda walking around a supermarket asking people to f- fix their masks uh, for COVID, the pandemic that wiped out the seasonal flu. I know the new Omicron that has completely wiped out um, everything else. Uh, Stop the world. I want to get off, says Brian. This just goes on and on and on. Uh, Put the bloody mask up. Uh, My daughter's working in retail 13 hours a day, six days a week, and she has to have them all the time. If she says anything to people, they just get saucy. That's not part of her job to be putting up with idiots. Guards are also walking around Maham Point, and I believe it's good to see them. And one final one, you're right to say that the Guardi are flat out. They can be doing better things than taking, than taking people's cars. They have checkpoints outside Duns on the North Main Street and pound, impounded a car uh, for no tax. Uh, or out of tax. Um, somebody's suggesting there, as they're saying, that the Gardaí are nothing but tax collectors. Well, I hope you never have to call them in an emergency, if that's what you think, um, because you might well have to eat your words. Talking about eating things, somebody yesterday was looking to get their hands on Romantica. Um, and I told you the story in her own family uh, with regards to Romantica down through the years. But somebody would say they just couldn't get it. Um, Romantica is available in super value, apparently. Um, apparently they're branded now as cart door so there might be a change in the labeling but it's the same product and apparently they're also telling me that Eurospar so Super Value and Eurospar by all accounts Dunn's Douglas Court said they don't do it anymore Tesco and Super Value don't do it either so it's harder to get but it is out there actually I have, an, I have a confession to make um, because do you know what you're given certain jobs to do and I was given a couple of jobs to do earlier uh, in the Christmas run-in and I kind of do most of the jobs but I was told to get a bottle of Baileys um, about two weeks ago um, the Baileys is needed for Baileys coffee to drink Baileys and the third thing is for Baileys hot chocolate and for some reason when I, w- I was asked uh, last week did you get the Baileys I, sp- I blurted out yes where is it uh, it's in the boot of the car I clean forgot to get it. But did you ever do that where you blurt out something thinking, oh, yeah, I'll get it later. It'll be fine. So I blurted out, yeah, 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 I got it. Oh, yeah, I have a bottle of Baileys in the boot of the car. It's no problem. I had no bottles of Baileys in the boot of the car. I spent two days now going around trying to buy a bloody bottle of Baileys. Every single off-license is as queues out the door. Yeah, Baileys is a real Christmas thing, isn't it? Tesco have none. They just have their own brand. So I can hardly buy a bottle of own brand cream liqueur when I pretended to have a bottle in the boot how am I going to get out of this and uh, I don't know did you get the slide ropes I did, oh no I got it oh a guy called on Wednesday to measure them <laughs> another company called on Wednesday I can't remember slide robes they're from the north side I don't right. know really, a couple of guys dead on like okay so right. I, I'm expecting see what I'm going to do with the slide robes is they'll give me an estimation for the price of it I'll put it into an envelope <laughs> and I <laughs> And they say romance is dead. I'll wrap it in Christmas wrapping and it'll be a great present, the slide robes for the bedroom. I should be delighted. But no, you have to sort out the Baileys. So yeah, it's, uh, I need a bottle myself, actually. <laughs> I don't have mine either. 
We'll uh, summon my text. Is there? I'm sure it's available somewhere. I wouldn't go into a supermarket, mind you. I ran into one in Ballincollig and ran back out the last day. It was jointed. People are everywhere. That's the thing. Yeah, mm. me and my big mouth. Oh, yeah, it's in the booth. Yeah, I'll bring it in later. Get in, in an off license, maybe in and out. One thing I had to do. So that's my um, that's my mission when I got off the air this morning. Actually, talking about missions, lads, um, I want to talk to Bernice in a few minutes' time because year in, year out, she sends the most ginormous hampers to Australia and I don't miss want to miss the opportunity as to what she's sending this year. But I feel a Christmas song coming on first, don't you? Richard and Saviour's Day as we send seasoned greetings to you and yours. <laughs> Texts have lit up actually as to where you can buy Baileys. Thank you for that. I mean, literally like dozens and dozens of them. Here's the selection. Aldi and Blackpool of Baileys for a tenner. Baileys and Super Value Holly Hill. Loads of Baileys and Lidl Neal. Baileys and Aldi and Black Rock. The 70CL original yesterday. A tenner. Bishopstown Court of Baileys for a tenner. Don't get a fright with the queue. It, mo- it moves very fast. Go to the self-service till and you'll be grand. Hurleyhees in Bishopstown and Aldi in Ballincollig. Oh, I'm actually in Ballincollig a little later on this morning. Uh, so I think I'll, I'll pop in there and get a bottle of it. I want to say good morning to a good buddy of mine, actually, who was isolating all on his own uh, all over Christmas. Um, I'm dropping out I'm dropping out your dinner to you, good buddy, at midday today. So you got beef stroganoff on the way with mashed potatoes and cubed roast potatoes to look forward to. All right. Poor old misfortune all on his own for Christmas, isolating. Uh, and I imagine there's others like that. So uh, a special mention to all of you. But can I do this if you don't mind? Because I ran out of time yesterday and didn't get a chance to actually chat to Bernice. Bernice uh, lit up our lives over the past few years with the size and the detail of the hamper. What you do be selling are sending down to Australia. Now, she joins me by phone having just got over pneumonia, apparently. So work with me on this one. Bernice, good morning. Morning, Ian. How, How are you, are you feeling, though? I mean, seriously, you must be a bit under the weather. I, yeah, getting there. Oh, you misfortune. Were you in hospital? I was in for a week in the mercy. Yeah, are you out the back of it now? Are you improving? I am improving now, I am. All right, okay. And everything's good for so tomorrow and stuff like that? It is, so the castle didn't get to Australia in the meantime. Okay, so it'll be going late. But what will be going? Is it going to Is it gonna match last year? It's to be honest, no need. It's actually bigger. Because Brendan, Brendan did bring it to the post office <laughs> and rang me when I was in the hospital and told me the price of it. What was the, the price? Girl, I'm not going to tell you the price. <laughs> Why? The girl, to, the girl told him in the post office to print two boxes. Why won't you tell me the original price of the post? No, I won't. I don't want to tell them you. <laughs> like, is it running to hundreds, like? No, no, I won't tell them. <laughs> but, no, what, what, what I will do before, before I, when I open it, I'll have to open it again no, and separate it. <laughs> yeah, but that will be the new year. I won't be back here till the 2nd of January. Well, I won't be sending this laptop anywhere. Send me two photographs of the box. But what's in them? Just let me see those. Barry's tea bags. The lines of tea bags. Her time is in there. She's got over. Time? Um, all the sauces. The um, oxtail soup. Spaghetti bolognese sauce. <laughs> Oxos Bisto um, I actually started and I had to pack the biscuits over and then they looked disgusting so I had to go down and get uh, well I didn't go to someone got them which tea biscuits because all the bread didn't look the same alright there's Kimberly biscuits and Cater biscuits there's four selection boxes one each and <laughs> um, 
jellies, roses, celebrations, heroes, snatties, <laughs> uh, clothes of kids. What kind of clothes? Well, I was lucky. I got a few, um, just before I was sick, there was, I got a few summer things inside and pennies. A big um, swag from pennies for the kids, is it? For the kids. And I got two silver dresses, then one for Michelle, the one for Mia. Trousers, so shoes, socks. Oh, yeah, and shorts, two pairs of runners. Tops, runners. <laughs> Underwear, nail <laughs> uh, varnish, jigsaws for the small fellow. Oh, Michelle then had Brighton surprisingly got engaged. So, the week I got married, she got engaged. So, you got her an engagement ring, did you? <laughs> I didn't get it at all, he got it. But then we had to get her a present. So it's a hot present, it could have came heavier to the, the, the box itself. What was it? Because um, we had to send her a frame, which had engagement and all this, and nice cards to her. Right. So because they were 10 years together, so that went into the box. What else, went in? What else went in? Oh, her Panadol went in. <laughs> Cannot get Panadol in Australia, no? We don't have the same. And the cream, the, um, the back page, you get that in uh, the one for first year in your shop. <laughs> you were selling for that. You remind me of Mr. Potato, Mr. Potato Head's wife. Putting <laughs> all the stuff into his head. Go on. Oh, steep peas. Who? Steep peas. The real steep peas. Oh, steep peas. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's going to miss well, the steep peas for Christmas now, though. She's got a lot Well, she's got a few sashes of red sauce, red and brown sauce. <laughs> red sauce and brown sauce. <laughs> Well, <laughs> uh, I was hoping for a hot table for tomorrow, like, and hoping the time was going to get the smelling. Oh, the, tomorrow. T- the time won't be hitting the stuffing tomorrow. What else? What else did we give up? Jesus Christ, Neil. You should have made a list. I know you should have. There's <laughs> so much in there. I don't even know what's in there. It's a problem, <laughs> you see. <laughs> when he was supposed to have seen it on a banger. How did he um, carry it all? When my son-in-law, Dominic, he, he'd carry it from. But when he couldn't carry it, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be the same to alongside me if he carries it. <laughs> so if I, if I hang up on you now, you'll have remembered loads of other stuff that oh, went into the hamper when I'm gone. Uh, oh, nice biscuit, nice biscuits. She liked them. And she likes the pink wafer biscuit, another pink wafer biscuit. Yeah, but, okay, now we're getting back to it. Yeah, go on. Yeah, she likes them as well. Um, Do you put any meat in? Them. Sausages, rashers? No, we can't do that. I was going to Not allowed. Not low by crisps. She's begun up. She's begun up. Oh, she got say tears. Was she got the real tears? But she also got king crisps and she got burger bites. She got man's munch. <laughs> How many packets of them? Loads of them, like. But she got the forty-eight boxes of crisps. <laughs> got the cashier the box. What? And she got said no one's raising king crisps. I think that's been the bag. So that's that's sixty packets of crisps. Yeah. Then got um chickadees. <laughs> um. <laughs> That that hampers the size of your box room, I'd say. But that, no, you know, I didn't expect it to be. Rock look big, like, but I didn't expect it, you know. But, well, she, but she has it, you need. I don't give them anything to their birthdays, they get it all go one go. You got a four of them, like, but the, the rest of my hair will get a birthday present. <laughs> um, oh my god. I got guns for the small you know, them guns that. Guns and horses for the small Oh, a load of toys went in as well, then. Yeah, we gave them dinkies. Constant <laughs> 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 <la
hair. Like bobbles or something, is it? Bobbles, yeah. <laughs> and hair clips. She loves, she loves the hair clips. Loves them. She loves them in the hair. <laughs> she got, she got a lot of them. She didn't throw in a hair dryer or anything, no? No, but we, hey. oh, there's a Mac one gun there, right? <laughs> Same gun, like. Just <laughs> a minute to face. There's a dark take on in, you know, the dark take that you put the... You oh, yeah, you can do all the hair dressing with that. One of them is gone in. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, throw in a football, no? Or a set of goal nets or anything? No, no, but um, jelly tops. The long jelly tops you get years ago. Same the kind of cartons. Yeah, but the long tube? Yeah. I See, I hate going away now because the minute I leave you, there'll come another blast of stuff. I'm telling you, the day I'm going to open it now, I go to the studio and I'll open it in front of you. <laughs> you can take a long post back and then I'll come back and separate it. But how are you going to cart it all out here? Don't worry, Dominic, can be around. Now I'm being told I'm not back here till the 4th of January. I thought it was the 2nd. Apparently it's the 4th. Well, the 4th, so. <laughs> well, I actually go to the hospital on the 5th, which believe that. I know, um, but I think you should just post it before all of that. I am. I'm going to open it I'm going to separate it. When I separate and I lose it down. No, but no, just, uh, no, don't bother. Just take a couple of photographs of them. Yeah, I guess I agree with one of them too. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a duck's head soup. Except the time mix. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, Corey. She went to the McDonald's, Corey. <laughs> the one that was Catherine. She went to the other one. She didn't want to because she told me not to send the parcel, you see, but I know what she likes. <laughs> so I sent her to McDonald's, Corey. So she said the chip. You could send her some of the powdered potato mix, you know, smash. That's disgusting. <laughs> it's not the best, or it's not. No, no. He's so much to say, don't need you and get to the dog. Oh my god, you're a racket. She'll get it. She'll get it. Ah, yeah, it's ready to go if you can afford the postage. You might have to take out a short term loan for the postage, maybe, but you'll get there. But listen, mind yourself for the pneumonia. Do you need anything? Are you okay no, for tomorrow? No, no, I need everything. I've everything by. You're very good. Very good. All right. Everything well, by. Sorted. All right. Sorted. Okay. Listen, yeah. great to catch up, Bernice. Happy and Christmas. Have a nice one. Yourself, the whole lot of you. And you too. Thanks right. for everything. Bye, Thank Bernice. You. Happy Christmas. Bye. <laughs> Text the Neil Prenderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red FL. Season's greetings to you and yours. We send also working greetings to people who are working today. It's a free food Friday today, so some shout-outs for everybody at True Temper. Never been so busy. Everybody at Pat Dalton's Pharmacy and staff on the North Main Street. Uh, loyal loyal cult- customers said they deserve pizza. A nice one here from Lauren. She says, I'm working in the CUMH and I'd like to win pizza for the amazing midwives here in the maternity ward. Happy Christmas to all. To everybody, including the hard-working greenkeepers at Bandon Golf Club in Bandon. To Blackpool Late Night Pharmacy. Morning to Susan Montgomery on Shandon Street and Caroline O'Regan down in Shippool in, in a Shannon, to all of the staff at Jagged Hair Salon, uh, particularly Lisa, they're down in Court McSherry, to the Barmy Army at DHL and Curraheen Industrial Estate. Our day started out bad this morning. We're bait from the work and they'd like to finish early and would love pizza to celebrate. And also for everybody up at uh, Enterprise Rent-A-Car at the airport and also the Kinsale Road roundabout. Uh, so I'm going to tell you what, we'll do one or two more shout-outs between now and a quarter to midday and pick our Free Food Friday winner then, courtesy of ourselves and Oak Fire Pizza. So text who you are and where you are to 086-8104-106. But I want to go to France, right, to share with you a story that Una O'Sullivan shared in this year's Hollybow. It's a lovely, lovely story from way back in the day 
when herself and her mates would all gather together and visit all their mammies. But it's a wonderfully told story that Una can do a lot more justice to it than me reading it out. So Una's originally from Glasheen, but living in France, I believe, joins me by phone. Might be a slight delay. Una, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Can you hear me? I can. There is a slight delay, so I'll try not to interrupt you, but it's a beautifully written article. Talk us through it. We're, we're talking about when? The early 90s, was it? That's right, uh, um, Neil. We used to um, meet up with friends every Christmas Eve, you know, once we'd all um, gone our separate ways. And just asking after each other's families really just kind of by accident turned into a ritual of visiting all our mammies on Christmas Eve. And so it was, uh, it was great fun. That's really how it started. So, so when my, while many people would go on a pub crawl, you'd go on a mammy crawl. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's, that's exactly what we did. And were you all St. Al's girls that stayed in touch, is it? We did, we did, you know, and uh, um, Christmas is about giving and honestly the best gift we ever got was the gift of enduring friendship because we're still talking and laughing about all of this 30 years later. So tell me about one, there was you and there would have been Valerie and Rose and Orla and Mary. Am I missing out on anyone? Was there Imelda and another Mary? There is Imelda and another Mary as well, that's right, the, the, the full cohort. And one particular Christmas Eve, where were you? Inside in town doing a bit of gallivanting, was it? We were meeting up in town. We were, I believe, we were in um, the Mutton Lane Inn. And um, as we were leaving to continue our mammy tour, um, uh, didn't we bump into Sharon Ellis, the reigning Miss Ireland on Patrick Street. I'm kind of like, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and she was looking we, like a million um, dollars doing a bit of late shopping on Christmas Eve or something, was she? Oh, she was she was drop dead gorgeous from head to toe in designer outfits and everything, and you know, um, but she was holding two dumpsters bags. Okay, <laughs> one of her own. <laughs> so you hijacked her, did you? You all jumped into a taxi or something? Well, we kind of did, but she didn't need much convincing. Now, to be fair, she's, she's a lovely person and was open, you know, for for a bit of crack as well. And so we took her all around Cork that night, showing up on all her mammy's doorstep with uh, with uh, with poor Sharon. And you know, of course, as the night went on, it got better and better. And um, you know, it just was an iconic evening. And was there a little more than spiced beef sandwiches and mince pies consumed? There was. I. I think there was, um, and yeah, I think there was, it's fair to say, yeah, but uh, all in moderation, you know, Neil, but just was Christmas, you know, so, you know, you're allowed. Because there's two beautiful sets of photographs in the Holly Bow. One of the night that you went on the Mammy Crawl with Miss Ireland, and another one where you caught up years later? Uh, well, you know, we're still in contact, you know, they're, um, uh, like I said, it's just a, um, a gift of enduring friendship, like that just keeps going, you know, and it really is fabulous. It really is fabulous to kind of be accompanied by people like that as you go through life. Like everyone should have a, a Valerie, a Mary, a Rose, an Orla, a Mel, and a Mary, and a Sharon Ellis as well, for good measure. And where are all the girls, all of your mates? Are they all over the world or is it you're in France and they're all here or what? Well, there's a couple in Dublin, um, and I know Sharon as well is working in, in Dublin too, and um, and the rest are in or around Cork. Go away all that, go away. And on the night, how many mammies did you visit? It certainly must have been seven or eight, was it? Yes, it was, you know, kind of, 
the, the, you know, as this was a ritual every year, I have to admit there's a tiny bit of confusion about exactly who, who, whose house, what year. Or, who's, but, or um, whose mammy is whose. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it didn't matter because, you know, fair play, they were all wonderful women and they were wonderful role models as well. And know? what would you, like, would you sing Thank a few you. Christmas songs or have a glass of vino oh or what would you do? Oh, gosh. Well, every house had a speciality. You know, Hurley's had to be the jokes. You know, there had to be jokes in Hurley's. And then uh, when we went to Byron's, you know, it was all about the music. And, you know, so there was always guitars and a bit of the same song. And sure, you know, sure, Miss Ireland joined in as well. And this is where our opinions differ, because I thought she was a great singer. But, like, you know, we could have been after a few drinks. <laughs> Sharon says she's tone deaf, you know, but I don't believe that at all. So some house um, so would be good for the yeah. Every house had its speciality. Yeah. One might have a good Christmas cake, the other might have a good spiced beef sandwich, and somebody else made a better cup of tea, kind of thing. <laughs> it is absolutely yeah, and I think it was Christmas carols in our house at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of Oh Holy Night, then at the end of the night it was Oh Holy God. <laughs> I, I, that was probably my dad saying Oh Holy God, like will you not go home? Have you no homes to go? <laughs> how did you all feel? How would you all feel then Christmas morning after that kind of an escapade? Um, well, you know, because we weren't really on duty, because it's honestly, Neil, you know, it's with the years that we realised, because we're all coming up to the same age as our mammies were at that time, we've realised just, you know, that it's not always that easy to pull together all the moving pieces like a Christmas dinner. And, you know, at the time it didn't matter because, like, we weren't uh, we weren't on point, but now we all have to do it ourselves. That's right. You didn't have to oh do it God. back then 30 years ago. So. The <laughs> admiration for our mothers. You know, bless them like you, you know, could roll out of bed at one o'clock and sit at the table at Absolutely. two o'clock, and it would all miraculously Absolutely. appear. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh my! And you all still very much in touch year in year out. We're year in year out. You know, you can't get rid of a bad thing, and they're we're all in there for you know for good or for worse, uh, and it's you know. They're our, they're companions, uh, companions for life, I'd say. Yeah, I love the Mammy Crawl story. And where you're in France now. You're there a long time. Did you marry a Frenchman or what? I married a Frenchman um, uh, and I'm um, here long term, yeah. But um, but I get home, um, I get home at least once or twice a year. And unfortunately, with um, uh, COVID and that, we had to change our plans last minute. So we're staying here instead. But, I know. Yeah. I heard actually, little I birdie know. told me that you were due to fly Wednesday night, but that meant that you were going to be here for Christmas and now won't be. Yeah, unfortunately, but you know, all for you know the right reasons. All for the right reasons. Yeah, yeah. So, will you do what? Will you yeah, do? Yeah. Do you do a car Christmas there or an Irish Christmas? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we do. We we do a bit of both. You know, the good thing about living abroad is that you can go a la carte. You can take the best of both worlds, and so. Um, you know, I do. I was getting hungry listening to your previous caller there. You know, we do, we do expect our Barry's tea from every visitor that arrives from Ireland, and um, uh, you know, we do stock up when we go home on a couple of things. And uh, but we uh, we take the best of both worlds. So you have turkey, you have a bit of ham. Do you get a bit of cork spiced beef or anything like that? Well, unfortunately, it was too late for the spiced beef because I do order it every year that uh, we send it here in France. You expected uh, to be at home, you see? Yeah. <laughs> with the last minute cancellation unfortunately we're without spice beef this year alright well make the most of um, it and have a great day with all of the family and we're thinking of you here at home yes. what do they, they say we say happy Christmas what do you guys say Bon Noël is it 
Uh, Joyeux Noël. And Joyeux uh, Noël. I guess the politically correct thing is, um, you know, the bon fit fandane, the, 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 the happy holidays greeting. So and that too. Say anything you want. And that too. Yes, absolutely. Up our side. So no spice beef. And unfortunately, none of um, the wonderful friends from Cork and uh, no Miss Ireland either. Because, I, I mean, we always joke about it every year. God, wouldn't it be great, like, if... Sharon Ellis showed up on our doorstep again. I know, I know. We 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 did manage to get through to Sharon Ellis, but she just wasn't able to take a call this morning. Yeah. But I'm quite sure she would join me in wishing you all very happy Christmas, and I'm quite sure that she remembers that day all of those years ago. Probably uh, one of the the highlights of her Christmases. Yeah. Yeah, she's a wonderful person and I wish her a happy Christmas as well and, you know, look forward to, to doing it again another time. You better believe it. Happy Christmas, Una. Thanks for the memories. Happy Christmas and just a shout out to uh, my parents, Eilish and Teddy, and um, also the family in Dublin and particular particular shout out to my sister-in-law, Kay, another amazingly heroic uh, Cork woman who's listening right now and has been soldiering through a rough year. So happy Christmas, everyone. And to the family for the crisis management as we... We, 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 with the last minute cancellation I know, and everything. Yeah, Happy Christmas I know. everyone I know. they'll miss you but it won't be soon before you're back <laughs> on Lee's side Happy Christmas Una Happy Christmas Call the Neil Prenderville Show now on the new number 0818 Alrighty, let me go back to a story that we dealt with on air back in May and Hannah joins me by phone Hannah, good morning Good morning, Neil. It How was May when we chatted about baby Mila, wasn't it? Yes. Okay, and just remind people what was happening in your life back then. Mila was born October before that, and she was born with a very rare genetic disease, a, a neuro problem uh, called Casey and Q2 empathy. It's a neuro problem, you know. It's her own um, g- genetic is is not inherited from the parents, which is. In a way, she's just unlucky, you know, when yeah. her gene was building what she tiny little fetus in the body. Yeah. What she has, you know. Uh, so she has been hospitalized for a year in CWH, um, figuring out meds, because uh, it's quite new as loads of research being done. Sure, no I know, really and knows. all of this yeah. before she even yeah. reached her first birthday. So tough on exactly. her and tough on parents as well to have yeah. a small little tiny baby constantly in hospital. And in May, there was... Wasn't there urgent intervention needed? That's why we were chatting, wasn't it? Yes, we were desperate to get her a peg uh, surgery done so she can have her medicine and feed going into her without... Yeah, so a peg would go directly into her abdomen and into her stomach, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. without having an NG tape over her face, which irritates her and all that, you know. Yeah, yeah, the tape would... uh, Yeah, it's only only a small little baby. But they were saying that the surgery would be months, was it? Oh, months waiting. Between Cork and Dublin, both hospitals say it's going to be months and months. I think with nine months, if I remember right. Yeah. And yeah. I, I just don't have nine months to wait. And I was desperate to get it done for her. So I came on to write a letter to you to say, please, can we come on air to send awareness? And you're very good to have us on the air, to have a chat about it. And it was well received over, over core community, including the hospital staff. Yeah. yeah. You know. And, and they then managed to kick into action and you got emergency peg surgery within a fortnight. Two weeks later, we got it, yes. And after that, I'm so delighted that we were able to make yeah. a difference there. And after the surgery, did Mila finally come home then? 
Well, she didn't come home right away. She was only home a month ago, you know. But it does make a huge difference, though. You know? Isn't that lovely? And how is, she, how is she progressing now? She is as good as she can be for now, you know. We still have many challenges ahead, but for now, she's at home and we can manage at home, you know. Yes, it's great. Yeah, you know? so it's great to have her home. Yeah. It, must, it must be really strange to have her home, having been in hospital for, what, yeah. I'm going to say a year to a year and a half of her early life. Yeah, and she has a, a brother as well who kind of didn't see her all year. So I it's know, lovely. I know. You know? Yeah. Lovely. So this is going to be a wonderful Christmas for you. It probably oh. is already, but you know, it's Christmas yeah. Eve today. What's What's the plan today and tomorrow? Uh, <laughs> like everybody's doing shopping and you know, all get a last minute cooking in. God knows what. <laughs> and will you have turkey or do you have other traditional foods from overseas? Where are you from? I'm from Taiwan originally. Right. Um, and how would the Taiwanese celebrate Christmas? Not much. It's more of a, you know, Christian thing. Yeah, but people, people still sell, celebrate as a retail, you know, buying, shopping. Yeah, so That's your thing, your version you know. of it would be to shop like crazy and eat, yeah. fish, or, eat fish or something, prawns maybe. Well, we don't really cook traditional turkey, but we, we do celebrate in Cork, you know, we would like eat whatever we ah, you that, should that get yourself year, you, you know? should get yourself a bit of spiced beef today there's still time I heard on the radio you've been talking about it all week I've been thinking I'd love what the, what the woman from Taiwan would think of cork spiced beef oh I love it I love it I love it with sour crab I had a sandwich there last year I know every year's tradition well done well listen I'm so happy that Mila's home you sound like a very happy family and it's great to have you all together for your first Christmas oh well well, technically, she was home last Christmas. Yeah, recently. but it wasn't. It wasn't yeah, the same. You know, not, you had worries. You had worries. Not, not yeah, at all. You don't have those no. now. Absolutely. Christmas came early for us. Happy you know. Christmas, Hannah. Thanks very much, Neil. Did you marry you an too. Irish man or did you have an Irish partner or did both of you? Yeah, well, well, he's born and bred here, but his dad is English, mum's Dutch. Right. So. Well, well, you're <laughs> in jo- Ballingiri. Yeah, well, you're, and is that where you are? You went to Ballingiri where? Uh, we're, we live in Bionablaw. In Bela Blah. Well, yeah. you're in a very historic location there. We are indeed. We are indeed. Listen, happy yeah. Christmas, Hannah. Delighted for you and happy to be able to help earlier in the year. Delighted. Yeah, for you. Thank you so much for everything. You're and welcome. Say, thank you again to all the CUH staff, especially Lady Bird and all the lovely people and charities that help out, like Jack and Jill and Brooke on Abanas, well who has been incre- incredibly kind to all of us whole year. The kindness of Cork people. Well done. Well go. done. Thanks, Thank Hannah. Cheers. Thank Take you, care of all the best. Happy Christmas. And Bye you now. too. Thank you so much. Happy Christmas. I'm sure that the uh, Lord Mayor of Cork would also concur with me that there are no more generous people in the world than Cork people. He joins me by phone. He's got a busy schedule this morning. I just wanted to give him an opportunity to wish everybody well and happy Christmas. So, Lord Mayor, good morning. Merry Christmas, Neil, and Merry Christmas to the people of Cork. And the people of Cork have been so kind and generous on this programme over the year, year in, year out, so it doesn't surprise me. How have you found uh, the past 12 months and your role as First Citizen? It's, uh, I suppose, a whirlwind, if to put it into one sentence. Um, look, there's, there's been highs and lows of 2021 for everyone um, for the last six months in our I suppose halfway through my term now as Lord Mayor, it's been predominantly highs, not only for myself personally, um, but also for our city. I suppose the major high for me, myself, was being elected Lord Mayor, I suppose, in June. It's, a, it's one of the biggest, you know, uh, first, uh, professional achievements of my life, but also a personal achievement. And I'm extremely grateful um, to represent our beautiful city. Um, it's very, very, you know, emotive on the day, especially for my parents and my, yeah. my children. Yeah. Um, but 
Um, you know, as I said in, in my inaugural speech, uh, a huge influence on my life was my grandmother. And I'd like to remember her today, Neil, because it was 13 years ago today that she said. Sorry, you're breaking up on me there, Lord Mayor. She passed away 13 years ago today, was it? She passed away 13 years ago today. So and was, she, today. was she steeped in politics as well? Oh, she would have been. She would have been, which I suppose not very publicly like, but yeah, um, yeah. she was, uh, yeah, she was a big influence in my life. She was a yeah. woman in the city in Perry Street. What did she do? Did she have a shop there or something? She had a furniture shop, p Furniture Stores, at the back of uh, Larry Tompkins. Happy the days. Back of happy days. Yeah, happy days around Perry Street as a young fellow. Happy days. So, I mean, it's a very difficult year to plan anything as, as Lord Mayor, because things were changing all of the time. Things are changing all of the time. Unfortunately, uh, this year again, we couldn't have a Lord Mayor's Christmas concert on account of COVID. Now, we would traditionally hold the Christmas concert in the concert hall, which is a vaccination centre. That's right. And also, uh, that's very interesting you make that point because City Hall then got, um, you know, became the focal point for, for COVID, which is probably right, actually, because it's the people's building. The people's building and it's the people's con- concert hall and we you know we as a council um you know gave our concert hall to the hsc um for the foreseeable future um while we're rolling out the vaccination program you know and i suppose one of the major highs of the year i suppose in august uh, when it, when it started um is my office the lord mayor's office overlooks uh, the entry point to the vaccination centre, yeah, yeah. and it's 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 so endearing to see the queues there on a daily basis. And you know, as the months went on, you could see the age demographic change. And yeah. then, you know, slowly but surely, the kids were brought in. Then and now, you know, the booster—it's absolutely amazing. I think they're doing about five and a half thousand jabs a day on average there now. You know, when you talk about kids, actually, I suppose without wanting to call it highs and lows, you didn't get to do the school visits, nor did the Lord Mayor before you. So that's a bit of a downer, wasn't it? It is, it is. I suppose that's a tradition that was started by, you know, uh, my predecessor, Tomás McCurtain yeah. um, and uh, Terence McSweeney. And um, it's it's sad in, in one way, um, you know, but it's the safe thing to do in another way. Now, I, uh, uh, the same as uh, Lord Mayor uh, Joe Kavanagh last year, um, we sent a video message to the schools and it was aired simultaneously and what was called the Lord Mayor's Day. Um, so we visited all the schools in Cork in the space of 20 minutes, virtually. But um, I'm holding out hope that I can visit them sometime in the new year, but hopefully when restrictions ease a bit it's actually, better. The, yeah, you know? it's, it's amazing, actually, just thinking there. This pandemic has impacted on three Lord Mayor's terms, John Sheehan's, Joe's and yours. It just goes yeah. on and on, doesn't it? It's like a never-ending story. I know, yeah. I know. It's, and all the other things that we didn't get to mark as well as we probably would have would have been McSweeney, McCurtain, Collins, the War of Independence, the Tans, the Burning of Cork. We did some, but not as much as we'd wanted to. So, you know, that's unfortunate, isn't it? It's very unfortunate. No, we did as a council get to mark and... Uh, Councillor John Sheehan was Lord Mayor at the time. We did get to mark the centenary of Tomás McCurtain being elected yeah. as Lord Mayor. Yeah. And that was held in the chamber. It was just before COVID. Um, Sean O'Shea sung um, Oran Levine um, at, the, at the end of it. It was spine-tingling, to be honest with you. Um, and that really set the tone for what we thought would be, you know, two, three years of commemorations. Unfortunately, we just couldn't do the election of Max Sweeney. Uh, Joe and the Taoiseach last year did 
is um, a scaled-down version of the burning of Cork, but we do have 2022 around the corner, and that will be the centenary of the Civil War. So, um, you know, we as a council are planning, you know, to commemorate that. Yeah, you know? yeah. And other highs, of course, were, you know, the development plan and also, I suppose, all of the new jobs coming on side and the port, but there's no point dwelling on that because we spoke about all that some weeks back. This is Christmas time, and it's a particularly special time for many, but... I think you were encouraging people also to check in on those who might be isolating on their own, those who might be living alone, those who might be lonely or you haven't seen in a while. Is that right? Yeah, completely. And look, to be honest, like, you know, Christmas time is a happy occasion for many people, but some people it's, it's, it's not, you know. Um, and like everyone, COVID, COVID has been tiring on everyone. So if you're not able to do the normal things that you would on a yearly basis, you know, some people may be isolating. Um, my own brother's family are gone into isolation again. It's the same last Christmas. Yeah. Um, you know, so it just for those that can get out and about, you know, check in on your neighbours, check in, you know, on, on, on family members and just, you know, think of them this because some people will be spending Christmas on their own and it's a very, very sad thing, you know. Okay, well, I hope you have a good Christmas. Uh, get the feed up and don't eat too many sweets and have a good feed of spiced beef and turkey and ham and whatever well, it is we'll you do in your home. Beef, right. We'll have the spiced beef, all right, and we'll have the turkey and ham and, um, no, look, just looking forward to a couple of days off. I suppose one of the major highs uh, of being Lord Mayor, and Lord Mayor will tell you this, is, uh, and it's a, it's a daily high, really, Neil, is I get to go to work every morning with uh, Mr. Finbar Archer. Um, and the people of Cork, he's known the length and breadth of Cork. Uh, Great driver, year in, you're uh, a yeah, good guy. Yeah. Finney, um, we went down to the naval base in Hall Boland to present uh, medals to our service men and service women on National Services Day. Um, and uh, they gave Finbar a cup and it said on it, uh, Finbar Archer, the real Lord Mayor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you Finbar see the Lord Mayor's come and go, but Finbar stays. Finbar's eternal. So if you're listening, <laughs> Finbar, Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas to you, Lord Mayor, and all of the family. Take care of yourself. God bless you. Take Cheers, care. my friend. Back after the break. This is the Neil Prenderville Show. Tweet the show at NeilRedFM. 104 to 106 Red FM. We'll chat with Santa Claus just before midday today, see how things are going at the North Pole. And don't forget, we also have our fifth and final voucher for the English market to give away. 350 euro voucher. One winner for the longest ho, ho, ho. Two short ones, deep breath, and then the longest ho wins. When I open the phone lines, we'll take three callers a little later on this morning and uh, a super duper prize of a 350 euro voucher. More shout outs for Free Food Friday on the other side of 11. Hi, it's Connor. Join me Sunday from 7 for Green on Red, bringing you the biggest, the best, and newest names in Irish music. Get it off your chest. Text The Neil Brinderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red FM. And season's greetings to you all. Nikki Anderson, who's at uh, Red FM on work experience at the moment, is originally from Galway, and she's down here, has only recently moved to Cork. So we set her center on a challenge there recently. As somebody who's not from Cork, and pretty much in Cork for the first time, we sent her on a challenge of going into the heart of the city to try and, as this is a Galwegian on Leeside, if you like, to try and capture the spirit of Christmas as a non-Corkonian. Here's a, an example of how she got on. She took the challenge and went and uh, did the best she could. Have a listen to this. A lot of fun. A court Christmas. What does that mean? Well, let's just say it's not as simple as it may seem. Of course, there's eating and dancing, drinking and more, presents, decorations and the odd Christmas chore. Yet this red and white county with a jersey fit for Santa himself captures the festive season in a beautiful sense. Now what better place to start my Christmas tale 
than down at the English market where Cork's finest food is for sale. Hi, I'm Pat O'Connell from K. O'Connell's in the English Market. I'd like to wish all my customers and all listeners a wonderful and happy Christmas. Here in the English Market, like even today, the atmosphere is just so nice, the lights, everything. How is the Christmas period for you? Oh, Christmas is magic and I think I suppose this year for a lot of people it's been a tough year it's been a lonely year and I think it's nice for them to come in and just sample the atmosphere and have a chat with people and, and you know get a little bit of kind of ordinary for a change but I mean as you say the, the atmosphere in here is just electric the amazing array of foods the turkeys the smoked salmon the prawns the spiced beef like you know you've got all the smells all the action all the noise and you've got that friendliness and that conversation which is is just so important at the moment and of course you're supporting local products and you're supporting local business just finally what is your own personal favorite thing about christmas in cork family (laughs) family 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 always first and foremost the food is sorted now on to the gifts thank goodness shops like pinocchio's exist We're here in Pinocchio's at Christmas and the buzz has definitely started happening. Such an iconic shop, it's so beautiful, it's been here for so many years. You've seen so many Christmases. How has it changed over the last two years? Well, obviously, this year is a bit more normal for want of a better description certainly more normal than last year last year started very late and started with a bang um we've this year is a little bit i wouldn't say more relaxed but it's a it's a little bit more like a normal christmas and for yourself and for all the staff here like what's your favorite part of christmas time just the buzz i mean they they just love you can see the children who love coming in you can see the adults the parents (laughs) who love coming in you know i mean there is generally a kind of a slight look of awe on their faces and just Cork in general then at Christmas how do you find the buzz around the city and everything else? I find it very good and I've been speaking to customers from other cities that will remain nameless um, that are to the west of us and the north of us and they say that it's not as good that Cork seems to have a, a, a proper buzz this year people people are definitely shopping local they want to support the local shops they want to get out and support the restaurants when they can or the coffee shops when they can there is a loyalty to Cork not just from Cork but from elsewhere as well but there's a loyalty there that I haven't seen in years Christmas puddings and mince pies without them the season wouldn't be complete for that we'll take a trip down to Nash 19 on Princess Street Nash 19 has been a part of Christmas in Cork for the last 30 years. It has gone through many phases. We've gone through many shades of, let's say, on the street and within the restaurant. But there is one thing that Christmas brings to Cork, and it's a sense of cheer, whether it's a recession, a boom, or in the past two years, this whole COVID-19. We still open quite early in the morning. We run through the day. So for some people, it's the mince pie and coffee. For other people, it's a full, lovely lunch with all the trimmings and trappings. We try to extend a Merry Christmas, a big cheer to everybody. And at the moment, I'm sitting right in the midst of all our Christmas puddings, which are synonymous with the business so Christmas is nothing without a sliver of Nash pudding and that's the way we love our Christmas. What do you think personally is the most important part about Cork and Cork at Christmas? The true magic is the finale of it which is St Finbar's on Christmas Eve. The bells ringing, you know that you're surrounded by good cheer, goodwill and you know love, actually love in Cork.
Cork is alive with the sound of music and song. Listen closely and you'll hear Dylan and Corey's sweet melodies float along. best time of the year to play and uh, we're, we're doing well with crowds and yeah, making people happy so that's what it's all about at Christmas. Yeah to be fair the support from Cork there's no other better supporters I have to say that myself and uh, it's going really great for us forever grateful and uh, may continue into 2022. And you were mentioning that you did a fundraising Boskane event only recently what was that all about? So yeah we, uh, we organised the fundraiser for Cork Penny Dinners We've been gathering good crowds on Saturdays and Fridays and stuff, so we wanted to give back for all the support that we've been getting. So yeah, we uh, came in on Saturday about two weeks ago, but the weather wasn't great now. We only got to play about an hour and a half, but we raised, um, I think it was 1,350, was it? Yeah, and in that hour and a half, we're forever grateful for what we made on the day. And for you, to sum it all up, what's the most important part or what's the nicest part about Cork at Christmas? I think it's just the people are so friendly. They love hearing the songs. We meet a lot of people every day, like families, kids, and uh, it's just a good time to be out, really, do you know? Yeah, that's it. Like, we meet, we meet a lot of um, kids who are, are they're ill as well, and they say, like, we make our day from... So for me, that goes uh, the longest way. It beats everything, to be honest. As well as the singing, you'll hear the Echo Man roar. See whether you're in the West in Kinsale, the East in Cove, the depths of Clonakilty or Bishopstown just down the road. I'm sure your Christmas tale will be similar to the one I've told. See, the spirit of a real Cork Christmas isn't in anything specific. It's the combined love of the county that makes it so terrific. So grab your red and white and wear it this Christmas with pride. After all this, how could anyone not be converted to the Rebel County side? Slade and Merry Christmas everyone. It's Christmas Eve and I got some lovely texts over the last few weeks with regards to Christmas memories. Here's a lovely one. You're thinking back on Christmas and the memories recently. My one big memory was our father arriving at our house about five days before Christmas with the turkey and I believe it was a goose. So ma'am said, what on earth am I to do with them? A turkey and a goose. Now put this picture in your head. A house full of young children, seven in total. When dad arrived with the turkey and the goose they were both half plucked. Heads attached. So imagine a few days before Christmas, we were looking at poor, two poor birds hanging on the back of the kitchen door. So when we were having our meals, we were constantly looking at them. Needless to say, not one of us was hungry on Christmas Day. But in our park, a family had a beautiful kid goat. And as I said, I was only a child, maybe seven at the time. So we called the boat, the goat, obviously Billy. As you do, Billy Goat. We ran up on Stephen's morning to feed Billy, not a sign of him. Needless to say, he was his family's Christmas Day dinner. (laughs) No, surely not. I often remember mother saying when we were young, speaking about herself, that we had nothing and we were poor, but we were happy. I must be getting old because I can tell you we ourselves had very little, but the one thing we had in abundance was a loving mother um, looking after seven young children Neil, unfortunately, um, she was a victim of ongoing domestic violence. Uh, Our poor mum, because her dad had his stomach full of whiskey way too often. But my mother kept the family strong. 
Once I reached 12, I can assure you there were no more beatings in our home and no more domestic violence. In saying all that, Christmas was so different back then. That was about 50 years ago. We got our presents and we were delighted with whatever scent he could afford to bring us. I know I'm rambling here, but there are two things that have destroyed the world, in my opinion. Our mobile phones and too many television channels. We're a small country trying to live like kings of the world. But happy Christmas to you all from one of your many loyal listeners. You keep me going every day, even when I'm feeling a little bit down. You managed to put a smile on my face. Well, I hope you're smiling now because I got an opportunity to read out your long and uh, nostalgic text that you put a lot of time and work into. Well done. Uh, One fast one ahead of the break. This is just my personal reflection on Christmas and New Year's celebrations, says our texter here. I love the build-up to Christmas, the preparations, the fuss, the looking for the goose, the turkey, the getting home, the seeing friends and family. Now I will have to... Go to the store and get some new lights for the Christmas tree as the power block which connects to the plug just burned down. I hope my lights will be fine. Love your show and the positive Red FM vibes that you send to listeners every single day. Thank you for it and happy Christmas. Well, I hope that since you sent the text that the lights are burning brightly again and happy Christmas to you. The Neil Prenderville Show on Twitter at Neil Red FM. Uh, morning, Mad Keith. Why do they call you Mad Keith? Do you take this as an insult or what? I know. You're all right with it. Surely be to God, surely be to God Almighty, though, that your wife isn't allowing you anywhere near a turkey. My wife now is right next to me. I'm just at the throne of, into the, 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 the oven again. You see, you don't even know where to put it, like. You'd be likely to stick it up the chimney. What if you... Are you cooking it? I am, yeah. What you do now, Lee? Collect on your... Um, You're still there. Oh, yeah, mate. Mate, what I does know, right, I collect all the bottles. Do you know the empty bottles of whiskey, you know, and um, do you know the drop you left inside it? Right. All your all and, your half-drank whiskey bottles, right? I know. I throw all them, that's what, in, in top of the turkey, <laughs> right? Whiskey, putty, or... Get putting his bosom from West Cockney, <laughs> right? All right? Put that into the turkey. So you soak the turkey. Yogi. You're soaking the turkey with whiskey and puchin. Whiskey, puchin, a bit of Bailey's, <laughs> Jameson, right? <laughs> and you taste it. You taste it every twenty minutes, right? Huh? You fall asleep, right? The turkey got burnt last year. <laughs> <laughs> and what I done, I threw the Tokyo and I drank the gravy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you put a little bisto in with it, though, for the gravy? <laughs> no, no, only just all a volta. And I tell you, I had the best Christmas <laughs> last year with the gravy. <laughs> so, you just had the whiskey, the pochine, the, the Baileys, uh, anything else that was there in a bottle that you lugged in, you just decanted it into a glass, threw the turkey out and had a drink. And threw the turkey out, the turkey got fire, Neil, I fell asleep. <laughs> right? And the turkey got fire, got fire, and I threw the turkey out and I drank the gravy. So on that and basis, I, that's why I'm saying your wife will not leave you anywhere near a turkey this year. No, I ever know again, no, Neil. Why are you cooking it now? Would you not want to cook it in the morning, No. Oh no. no! I mean, you're not no. a lot of people cook the turkey on Christmas Eve. Don't get me wrong. 
Nee, weil ich hätte wohl ein Und ich bin ein Zutje. Und ich bin Jahre alt, right? Und der Vater sagt zu mir, er ist ein Kind. Was würdest du like für Christmas? Ich bin dein Favorit, du weißt, was ich meine? Ich sage, Dad, ich liebe einen Action-Man. Einen Action-Man. Einen Action-Man. So he got the toy, you got the box that came in. I got the box that came in. <laughs> and I ran up to me fair the next morning. I said, Dad, I said, there's no action man inside it. He said, Keith, huh, you got a deserter. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say you've had a drop of the turkey gravy already, have you? <laughs> I did indeed. And why not? Isn't a great country? You know? You're in great form now, but I'd say you'll be asleep by mid-afternoon, will you? Huh? You'll be going for a snooze in the middle of the afternoon, I'm saying, will you? I'd be going for a jog in the middle. I'm going around collecting my Christmas routine. Collecting what? In all the pubs. In all the pubs, don't tell the judge. The temple echo. <laughs> Right, the residence, the beer. You have a busy day ahead then. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love it. Hey. Right, well, look after yourself, kid, and happy Christmas to all the family. It is <laughs> uh, a great country, mate. It is a great country. I forget about all these diseases. <laughs> mind, yourself, mind yourself now with all the traffic and stay up on the footpath, all right? There's not about any, mate. Uh, I have a couple of fellas coming over to collect me. <laughs> have a great day, all right, Keith? Happy Christmas all to you, right, pal. Have a happy Christmas to you, mate. Good luck. All right, mate. Off you go. Off you go now, on tour. Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? Wonderland. George on the Roaring Forties, walking in a winter wonderland. I want to say ciao. To Dario. Ciao, Dario. Ciao, Neil. Come inside. Ah, very good, pal. Good to catch up with you. I love Sicily. Visited there a few years back. Loved the people and I loved the food. But as an Italian in Cork, which do you prefer, a Cork Christmas or the Italian Sicilian Christmas? Uh, it's hard to choose. I'd go for both. I got this luxury of, you know, being able to to just go for both. So yeah, because when I you were a small fella back in Sicily, right, you had a very small house, but you could have upwards of 40 or 50 people in it, I'm told. Right, exactly. You know, coming from a big family, um, there were a lot of people from my mom's side and a lot of people from my dad's side. So yeah, I yeah. remember this pretty small place. It was a tiny kitchen packed with people and it was like, I don't know how many kids we were in there, but it was fun. You know, those were different times. But you wouldn't it be the case with Italians that all the relations and the cousins and the cousins of the cousins, they would all get yeah. together to eat. But who cooked all of the food? Was it one mother or would it have been a mother and dad or loads would have got involved? Oh, it's normally known now, which is the grandma. The uh, grandma? Cook for, 
everyone, literally. They they would probably start cooking two days in advance. Good God. And have everything ready, but like spotless. There was never anything missing, and there was enough food for the 50 of us, plus another 50 maybe. I know. Yeah, I, I remember when <laughs> I was in Sicily, I was, I was invited over to a family home there. Friends of mine here on Leeside, out of, out of Rossini, had family in Sicily. Rossini yeah. restaurant, you know, Patricia and the gang, and Tori. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the table was groaning with food. And I was look, thinking, looking at him, but oh my God, it must have taken days to put this together. <laughs> and it was no big deal to them. No, no. I, I mean, the, the the crazy thing is that there's nothing left when, when they leave the table. There's absolutely no, no food left. So it doesn't really matter how, how much food is there on the table. It's going to be finished. Yeah, but would it be would it be lots of pasta and anti-pasta? Or would you have turkey? Or what would that be like? Well, tell me about uh, it. All of it. All of it. <laughs> Literally. Like, you would start with anti-pasta. I'm from Sicily, right? So there's, there's different things according to the regions in, in Italy. So it could change. The menu could change from one place to the other. Uh, but back in Sicily, there's a lot of fried stuff, like fried veggies in kind of a, a, a batter. Um, and it's just beautiful. It's something that I keep doing now. So I go to the English market. And I have my favorite stall there where I go and get my my zucchini and my Italian broccoli that I put in the batter and then fry and then, you know, they're going to be ready for tomorrow. So you start with a lot of that and there's a lot of cheese, there's a lot of meats and then you would normally have pasta al forno, which is, you know, you know spaghetti hoops, right? Yeah. <laughs> not from the tin, though. <laughs> not for, absolutely not from the tin. It's a very special <laughs> type of pasta that's sold just in Palermo. You can't find it anywhere else. Uh, do you do a sauce the, with that then? Tomato-based or something? There's a tomato-based uh, sauce, and then there's 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 layers, and there's cheese, and there's ragu inside, and then oh. it's topped with another layer of pasta and cheese again, and then it's baked for about twenty-five minutes, so it gets very crispy. Fantastic! Uh, would you have a big Would that, you have a big bowl of meatballs on the go as well? Uh, no, you would probably have meat after, so you would wait for. Uh, probably 15 minutes and then start eating again and then you have your main uh, but the funny thing is that we start eating then we, we, we finish eating around 4pm more or less then we start eating again before we eat again at 8 so there's, there's an interval in between uh, and there's a beautiful tradition it's called scaccio it's basically uh, roasted uh, pumpkin seeds and almonds and walnuts you would sit there with the entire family while you play cards and you sip a sweet Sicilian wine called Zibibo or Malvasia uh, while you have this thing. And you just spend time and hours go by and by and you don't notice. It's so beautiful. It's the magic of Christmas back in Sicily. Oh my God, it sounds fantastic. That's before you even get to the desserts and all coming from the one small tiny kitchen. Do you, do you get yeah. back and forth now? You're on Lee side. Are you here sometime? Uh, I've been here for about five years now. Okay, uh, and are you, are, you in the, are you in the food business here? No, not at all. I'm actually in the language and localization business. It's, I, I work for McAfee, so I, I do something completely different. Uh, but I have the site project, which is called The Sicilian Wanderer, and I try to connect Sicily and Ireland through mainly culture and, and history, uh, but also through food, obviously. Yeah, I know you put together a really great video, didn't you, of, uh, of Italians in Ireland, and particularly Italians in Cork. Do you, do you Italians get together here in Cork from time to time, too? eat vast quantities of Italian food? <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> and if you were to, do you have any particular favorite Italian that you guys love to go to? 
um, I really like the guys that whatever the guys at Sicilian Lights do. It's the uh, the Sicilian Cafe by the UCC. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, they they do amazing stuff. Um, you know, I, I I'm I'm a regular there, and I like the guys at Burnt. Whenever I want to have a pizza, uh, most of the pizzaioli there they are either from Naples or from Italy. Anyway, is and that the, the real McCoy then? The Burnt Pizza. I'd say so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You'd, you'd know. And what will tomorrow be like for you then? So tomorrow it's going to be a, a smaller one. It's just going to be us. It's myself, my wife, and our two kids. We are not going back. We're not going back to Sicily this year. You know, uh, it, it's a it's a tough period for, for traveling right now. Uh, but we're very happy here. So we're going to have a very small one, and then we're going to probably uh, go for a walk. Uh, most of our friends are, are back home right now. So... Uh, it's going to be a very uh, small, small Christmas, I'd say. Yeah, thinking of family back home in Sicily. Yeah, I mean, but the kids are excited. They're going to get their presents, and we have some movies planned. And, you know, we, we're, we're, we've tried to organize as best as possible. That's right, and Santa Claus is coming to town, so get him to bed early. Yes, exactly. They, they can't wait. Okay, how do you say happy Christmas in Italian? Buon Natale. Oh, say that again. Buon Natale. Buon Natale. There you go. Oh, man, I'm learning something new every day. You're as Italian as it gets now. All right, my friend. Well, have a good one, Dario. Great to catch up. Thank you very much, Neil. Great to talk to you. Bye. You too. Take care. Back after the break. Text 0868104106. Calling Red FM Studio. Call the new number. 0818104106. Big time shout outs this morning. Very happy birthday, special birthday to Dave, uh, who was 70 yesterday. Happy birthday to Ella Halpin, who'll be six tomorrow. Happy birthday to Amelia and Dennis, 51 years married tomorrow. So a double congratulations for those two wonderful people. Please pray request for Barry and Nancy O'Connell of Powlerduff Road celebrating their golden 50th next Tuesday, the 28th. Dad is a retired postman. Mam worked in the Sunbeam. We'll be celebrating on Tuesday with a meal at the Metropole Hotel, the place where they had the afters of their wedding 50 years ago. They listen to your show every morning. Please pass on love from their five children, three grandchildren, son-in-law, daughter-in-law, and happy Christmas to all. And another one or two here. Thanks to you and all the team at Red for interesting stories and keeping us sane, especially in these difficult times. We're feeling very sad as our beautiful daughter passed away and her anniversary is St. Stephen's Day. Thanks again, Neil. Have a wonderful Christmas to you all, says Maria. So sorry for your loss, Maria, uh, but thank you for your kind words. Please say uh, thanks to... Oh, well, I would like to say thanks to you and the team for the years. Some really fun moments that kept us going. Can I call out my son Adam, working on the stroke ward in the CUH? Mega work he and the team are doing. He's our hero. He spent four months on COVID ward uh, in WIT as a student nurse last Christmas to April. Give him a big call out, Neil. Tell him and all of the others that we've got your backs. So morning to Adam and all of the staff. Uh, What's that one there? Tell Neil, the lady on the air, to use UPS is cheaper than post and quicker to get all of her swag hamper to Australia. They'll pick it up from Bernice's house and deliver door to door. Words of advice and thank you for it. Okay, I'm not sure how many texts I'll get to be, get through between now and uh, midday. A little bit of housekeeping to do. I'm going to pick the Free Food Friday winner now. My apologies. It's just been so busy. Um, I'm going to park it for now and then we'll do it again in the new year. So for this morning, and you can just hold on to it if you want and then enjoy lots of hot piping pizza early in the new year. This is, uh, oh yeah, Nolik Honogut, Neil, just send the pizza up to the Barmy, the Barmy Army in DHL Ballycoreen Industrial Estate. Our days are early starts and long. We hope to finish early on Christmas Eve. Okay, so for all of the gang at DHL, they're delivered to so many. 
uh, we have pizza for you guys and gals courtesy of ourselves and Oak Fire Pizza enjoy it in the new year can I open the phone lines now if you don't mind for our fifth and final voucher for the English market now this is worth 350 euro it's the final voucher I want to wish everybody at the English market a very very happy Christmas so for the longest ho 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 for the fifth and final time we'll take callers 10, 11 and 12 get dialing now 0818 104 106 so it's the longest ho 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 two short ones then a big breath and whoever holds the hoe the longest wins. All right? Simple. So maybe you've been practicing all morning. Get involved. Pick up the phone now and get on the air for a 350 euro voucher. I want to know, what's it like today for people in hairdressing? I imagine it's one of the busiest days in the year. Maybe this week has been. And a regular contributor all year long is the one and only Joe from Joseph's Hair Salon in Glasheen. Is it busy? Uh, excuse me, excuse me. Hello? Hey, excuse me, Joe. Yes, yes, yes. It's Neil, thank you. I know I pulled you away from the sink. I'm just... Sorry, you're, no, I just, I'm just I, can I apologise to Dipna Murphy for leaving her hair first? <laughs> I just gave her a beautiful and body spray. It's an aphrodisiac and giving all my customers at the moment. Well, is it a spray-on aphrodisiac, yeah? You know what they do now? They have a shower, right? And just then they put it on their bodies. And leave it soaking. But could I, could I have some of that, please, so somebody might fancy me? I say you're not doing too bad now at all now, Neil. <laughs> With your curls and your beautiful eyebrows, you'll be, you be flying. <laughs> oh, Neil, I'm exhausted. I'd I'm say you're wrecked. Is it like seven in the morning to nine at night stuff, is it? Well, half seven yesterday morning to about half ten last night. <laughs> Literally flat out. But um, thank the Lord for it. It was brilliant. And... People oh are still God. dropping in gifts and stuff like that. I go home with car stuff. Oh my I'm God! So no, so you're not knocking off early today, though. Go for a few pints well, and flanneries no, or something. One o'clock. What's the plan at I'm one o'clock then? Bed. <laughs> Put the aphrodisiac on, and I'm gone straight into bed. And who's looking after? Who's looking after all of the last minute preparations? Is Darren? My is husband. It? I need to believe my husband. He has it all done now. He was doing the ham. He'll do. He'll bake it. He'll do the clothes. The brown sugar on it. Oh, Jamie Oliver. I married to Jamie Oliver. <laughs> Only better looking. Only better looking. Only better looking, says you. So, t- um, so, so you no, just... we have a lovely Christmas, Neil, but to just, tis, tis fantastic. I love Christmas. I'm trying to get all the customers sing happy birthday to Jesus, but they're all exhausted from listening to me. Yeah, you could have a big I... sing song before you shut up the shop. Oh, I've got to. I've been doing it below, but I'm the only one that's singing. <laughs> See, what happened? My staff get exhausted and they're sick of listening to me. And so, then so, I stopped at Dwyer's and said, let's have a minute for Jesus and we start singing happy birthday. But so nobody joins in. You know? yeah, we forget about poor old Jesus and his birthday sometimes, don't exactly, we? Uh, exactly. And it's important. So if somebody rocks up to the door at one o'clock looking for a last minute, what is it, perm? I don't know what oh, they're looking for. No, Wash, no, cut and blow dry. What will you say? No, they wouldn't even get that today. They only get blow dries. <laughs> All day. I don't take out the scissors on Christmas Eve, Neil. And anyone come to the door now. The only thing I'll take now is someone is money buying vouchers. If anybody wants to come to the store and buy vouchers for a bail. But that's the most physical work that I want to do is touch the, the cash machine. That's right, that's right. You just want to bank the cash. Yeah, you you know, had this a... is a little, little bonus now talking to you before <laughs> Christmas. I never thought I'd get another chance you... to talk to you next year. You better go back to Mrs. Woman's hair. What do you think? Neil, can I tell you one story before I go? There's a lady comes in to me. I know what she said to me. She said she listens to you at night time as well as daytime. That's right. <laughs> 
She's how lovely is that? I mean, she must really love the pain and torture yeah, and suffering. And she puts on the radio and she puts you on then again for I don't know what they call it. What you come on again at night? Yeah, there's a repeat and there's a podcast over us. Imagine listening to her twice. Maybe she is. Maybe she's. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's an insomniac. She can't sleep. <laughs> you put her to sleep. <laughs> Neil, happy Christmas. Oh my God. Everyone there. And, and Neil, thank all the listeners for all the support. They've been amazing. You played Christmas. a blinder again this year. Fair play to you. Oh, oh yeah, this is an annual thing now. I got a letter from the bishop yesterday. Oh my God, would you be that? <laughs> I got a letter from the bishop. <laughs> what was he bishop what? Just to say what? thank you, was it? Yeah, Bishop Buckley. And um, I couldn't believe it. That's anyway, fantastic. Frame it and put it up in the cellar. And happy Christmas. Great to catch up with you, pal. You deserve a long we'll rest. Year. Get the feet up. Darren's the man to look after you. Cheers, Joe. Cheers, Neil. Bye-bye. Take care of yourself, my man. What a super guy and a great contributor and a fantastic man to help people on Side Now, uh, Carol Murphy's on Blarney Road standing by. Uh, Kevin Lawton is in Cloyne standing by. And Deirdre should be on line one over in Mallow. Deirdre Dean. Good morning, Deirdre. Hi Neil, how are you? I'm very well. Happy Christmas to you, Kevin. Good morning. Morning Neil. Hang in there, my man. Don't say a word until I tell you when it's time to speak. And Carol in Blarney. Good morning, Carol. Good morning, Neil. It's Here we go. Road. Where are you, my dear? Blarney Road. Blarney Road. My apologies. Okay, so because Deirdre's first on my screen, I want you to start with the longest ho ho ho, Deirdre. So here's the deal: two short hoes and a long ho. Okay. Okay. Have okay. you been practicing? We have, yeah. We, my son and me have been practicing all morning. And who's better at it, you or him? I am. <laughs> you have bigger lungs, you see. That's it. Okay, we're on the clock. Brenda's got the stopwatch in your own time. Okay. Ho, ho, ho. Telephone lines don't like ho-ho-hos, you know. I don't know why. I'm over it now. What did you do in practice? 31. Ah, Deirdre, you didn't, did you? I did. I I did do 31 when practicing, yes. Do you have a feeling that this wasn't 31? I don't think so, no. It wasn't. I was a bit nervous. It was was 23. It was 23. Oh. But never mind. I mean, Kevin could make a complete hames of it, and so could Carol. You'd know. (laughs) <laughs> Never know. Okay, hang in there with 23 seconds banked. Kevin. Hello, Neil. When you do this now, just move the phone away. For some reason, the hoes, um, they just fall apart when we get them on the air. So, ho-ho, and then a long ho. Are you ready? Yeah. Off you go. Ho-ho. Ho-ho. Ah, you were in trouble early on. You were in trouble all from the start. If if you had held on for another three seconds, you'd have beaten Deirdre. But twenty-one doesn't do it, Kevin. I'm afraid. No, no, no. But hang on there, nonetheless. Hang on. I just want to chat okay. with Carol because she's got the final opportunity to unseat Deirdre. Carol. Hello, Neil. 
Okay, 23 seconds to beat oh. for a 350 euro voucher. Keep the phone well away because it doesn't really work very well if it's close to your mouth, okay? Okay. Okay, um, go for it. Ho, ho, ho. No. <laughs> oh, you just stopped. There was loads more breath there. There was. I just lost breath. I, I had 33 yesterday. Oh, my God. A 33 and a 31 yesterday, but not replicated on the air. Carol and Kevin, thank you for your efforts. Deirdre in Mallow wins today with 23 seconds. Well done, Deirdre. Oh, thanks very much. Thank you. Fair play to you. Although I, I have to say, it didn't take much to win it, but you did it nonetheless. Congratulations! Happy you. Christmas to much. all Happy of you. Christmas. Well Thank done. You. Thank you very much. Cheers, Thank guys. All right, you're welcome. Thank you, Deirdre. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Carol. So, Deirdre wins our fifth and final 350 euro voucher for the English market. Back after the break. Neil's got a new number. Call him now on 0818104106. You better believe it. Actually, extraordinarily, somebody's dropped in a box of Baileys to me. That is so kind. That's a beautiful thing to do. I wasn't expecting that. I had it on my list to solve the problem a little later on, but I don't have to now. So thank you for that. Right. I'm just waiting on a connection and we should be able to make a connection now with the North Pole and check in. He's so busy today that I can't take up a whole lot of his time. But if I do the right thing, I should be able to make a connection with Santa Claus at the North Pole. Santa, good morning. Is that you, Neil? It is, Santa Claus. It's lovely chatting with you again this year. Oh, How are you? My good friend, oh, Neil. Neil, I'm so glad that you phoned me. And that, look, you're not going to believe this. What? What? Mrs. Krause and I were just talking about you. And the next thing, the phone rang and oh, it was you. Oh, don't tell me I'm on the naughty list, Santi. Oh, no, 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 Neil. I tell you, you see, I have a conundrum. <laughs> You know what a conundrum is? I think it's, it's like a problem. Yes, yes, Neil. What, you what's have it wrong? Right. What's I knew wrong? you'd have it right. <laughs> I know, you see, I, I was going through my list, Neil, yeah. nearly finished, <laughs> and then I saw I had a card, and the name on the card didn't match up with my list. Right. And the card came from Cork. <gasps> and it said on the card, I'll read it out to you, it says, Dear Santa, this Christmas... Please bring me a surprise. And then it says, N.P. <laughs> I had no, I didn't know who was N.P. And I couldn't put it on the list. So I said it to Mrs. Cowles. She knew I was worried. And she said, look, don't you always get a phone call on Christmas Eve from Neil, your good friend in Cork. And he's well able to solve problems. I'm speechless. Neil, do you know what and who and it's would be? It's my letter, Santi. It's mine. Oh, Neil, it's Neil, I'm so silly. I know. Oh, no. No, but Neil, that's your fault. It's not I know. I know. I know. And now that I'm talking to you, will you send me a surprise? Of course I'm going to bring you a surprise. Now, you're very lucky, Neil, because I could have missed out on you. Oh, now, that's now, my I fault. I told you before, always put your full name on the card. And how many letters are you getting every year, Sandy? It must be millions. Oh, Neil, do you know what? I can't put a number on it because there's so many. Like, it has taken me seven days, three hours, 
and it would have been normally about two minutes, but no one's taken more because I was trying to figure out this NP. But it's a long time you've gone through everything. A long time. <laughs> I'm so excited that you got my letter. That's just brilliant. And tell me now, oh, yes. and, and tell me, when, when do you think you'll be in Cork? Like, will it be in the early hours well, of the morning? Well, it would have been a lot later, Neil, but Mrs. Claus says, I know she's very funny, Neil. Oh, oh, oh. She's, when I was worried about being delayed, she said to me, don't worry, Santa, because she said, this year you're going to go a lot faster. And I said, how can I go faster? She said, haven't you got the booster? Oh, 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 oh. isn't that good? That's a good one. And the reindeers are all okay and well? They oh, fantastic! Except poor Rudolph was a little worried last week, dear. Why? I tell you, you see, he had a piece of paper in his hand. I went out to clean the sleigh, <laughs> and he had this paper in his hand, and he looked really worried. And I said, Rudolph, what's wrong? <laughs> and he said, Santa, in nine years' time, I'm not going to be able to go with you. Oh, that's... and I said. I said, but Rudolph, you'll always go with me. I said, sure, you're my great friend. And he said, no, he said, I have a letter here from the Irish government that says all vehicles must go electric by 2030. <laughs> so, Neil, I straight away, I phoned, you know that man who lives in the big house up in Dublin. That's and he's a nice man, Mr. The Higgins. president, yeah, Mr. The Higgins. The president of <laughs> And... He solved the problem, Neil. He said, don't you worry, Santa. We will put a clause in the legislation which will say all vehicles except Santa's sleigh. You and saved you know what the he's day. going to call the clause? What? Santa Claus. Uh, Isn't that good? That's very good. So all of the chimneys are clean now for you, Santa. What would you they like are. the boys and girls to leave out for you and the reindeers? Well... This year, I'm kind of going vegetarian. <laughs> so, and Rudolph doesn't like anybody to be eating meat anyway. No. But look, look, a bit of plum pudding would be lovely. Would you like a no, little drop of stout or would you like, would you prefer... No, we, no, oh, no, 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 no alcohol either. No, no, you know that. Well, you can't drink and so, drive, I suppose. No, 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 you can't, you can't. But look, anything at all, whatever, whatever people want to give me, I will be happy. All right. Because all right. the secret of happiness, Neil, is taking whatever you get. Yes. Whatever somebody gives you, be the happy. Kindness with of people. Have you any message for the boys and girls on Christmas Eve? Because they're so excited waiting for you to arrive. Well, I, I do, Neil, and, and you'll be part of that message because all I think for everybody to do is to be kind and generous and to think of other people. Oh. And once you do that, you will find you will be happy straight away. And you're the oh, mighty man. Oh. You're the mighty man. 1,750 years old, Santi. You're a mighty man. How did you know that? Ah, Mrs. Claus told me to wish you a happy birthday as well. Oh, Neil, you're very good. May you have you're many more good. of them. Safe travels, to, safe travels tonight, Santi, to you and all of the reindeers. And we can't Thank wait you. to see you. Thank you. And to all the boys and girls, happy Christmas. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Santa Claus is coming to town. And we can't wait.
I gotta move on, guys. I wish you all a happy Christmas. Thanks for everything over the year. We'll do it all again in the new year, please, God. Enjoy yourselves and look out for each other. Happy Christmas. Thanks for listening to this Red FM podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and check out redextra.ie for more great Red FM content.